Hi, I'm Ada Yonoshe of Limpo. We're at the forefront of gamification in sports and NFTs. I've had a lot of fun hanging with Ethan, Jeff, and Josh. If you want to know what's next in the sport of NFTs, then you're in the right place. Keep listening to Edge of NFT. Welcome to another exciting episode of Edge of NFT. Stay tuned for how Limpo is upping the game for sports collectibles and fan experiences. And details on which MMA fighters are taking big steps into NFTs. And a beautiful family story behind our guest's most prized possession. All this and more on today's episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features Ada Yonashe, startup founder and women's empowerment agent. Ada is co-founder and CEO of the blockchain company Limpo, a gamified sports NFT ecosystem, including NFTs with IP rights, world-famous athletes, and clubs. Limpo was recently acquired by Animoca Brands. After leaving European politics, Ada worked with high-tech startups in the U.S. and later became an entrepreneur and startup advisor herself. Ada is also co-founder of Women At, a network for women professionals. Ada's aspiration is to work with great people on meaningful projects. Her inspiration comes from many sources, including meditation, science, and art. I could probably say we're also inspired by those things. Welcome, Ada. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so cool. So cool to connect with you through our friends at Animoca Brands. Yasu, who's one of our, our favorite episodes. Really, really fun to learn about what that whole team is doing. Yeah, I feel really fortunate to have you here. Yeah, absolutely. Let's dive right in. I know there's been some iteration that led you to this point with Limpo. How did the idea for Limpo come up and how did it get you to where we are today? Yeah, you know, we're not the new team. So like in blockchain terms, we started in 2017, like around four years ago in summer 2017, I started working on the first idea. So like, although four years passed, but like in blockchain terms, in the in crypto space terms, it's like 10 years, you know, because so much happened since then. Definitely. The first idea that we had to limpo had to do with sports and healthy lifestyle more. We launched in 2018 and we incentivized people to provide their health data and at the same time get healthier with tokens. So we did that for some time and then it didn't go exactly as planned in terms of the business model. And also I think that we're not quite there yet. You know, the whole blockchain space really believes and or at least I really <laughs> believe that people should be rewarded for their data. But I think this is going a little bit slower than we expected that the users would jump to decentralized applications, decentralized browsers and so on to actually take the ownership of their data. Then we were looking, okay, like what happens very often in the startup life, <laughs> where can we pivot? What can we do with our knowledge and 
with our expertise, what is the next step? And actually, we met Animoca Brands and yet in 2018, they were also investors in our company. And then we spoke about this situation and it turned out that Animoca was ready to acquire Limpo. And since then, we stayed with sports and athletes, but we turned to the NFT space. And what we're doing, we're also following the philosophy of Animoca brands, and we look a lot into gaming. And we believe that gaming could be, or is going to be, or is already the industry that is going to be really affected by this emergence of the new technology. So this is how it all came about. And we're at our first stage now. So we have our NFT minting platform live and various athletes who joined already the sets that have been dropped and our users getting the nfts selling on the secondary market and now we're working on the second stage where we're creating our first game and working with various partners to enable our users to actually participate and play to earn games already right now so i wanted to follow up here I know you're doing things to merge physical and digital world through the NFTs that Limpo produces. How exactly does that happen? We believe that NFTs are more than only digital collectibles. So when we release our NFTs, we think about how they're going to be used in our ecosystem that we're building. And one of the first things that are going to happen is the holders of our NFTs will be able to stake them and to get token rewards for that. So the NFT is becoming like an asset that you can utilize further with the kind of DeFi elements added to them. And then the next step is also going to be star tokens, kind of social tokens of the athletes that we will release further on play to earn games. And right now we're running our Limpo auctions. And this is where we thought, well, it's kind of nice and, and cool to get the unique one-of-a-kind nft and we have auction of six cards so far and the next are following but in order to make it exceptional and more engaging because we believe in this engagement of the big fan base of sports fans we thought that we could add some extra benefits some perks to those nfts so depending on the price for which the nft was sold the athletes are ready to meet the owner of the NFT, to call them, to interact, to do so, some social media shout outs, to send some signed memorabilia. And there are perks that go up to some kind of private poker event with a poker nice. star and going to a game to see the athlete. And some of these perks are valid for a number of years. So if you want to sell the NFT, then these rights to get these perks are going to be transferred for the new owner. And we believe this also increases the value of NFT. And we're excited to see how this works and what people appreciate, what they're excited about. And obviously, we want to address this audience. It really sounds like as a means of comparison outside of the blockchain industry, like Cameo on steroids with like true fan to athlete, you know, experiences in, in a lot of ways that aren't even possible right now without blockchain technology. How has it been to 
convey these ideas to the talent, to the athletes and to their managers. And I'm really curious how they've responded to these possibilities. Like, were they like, whoa, stop, you're blowing my mind. Or was it very easy for them to sort of ingest what's possible here? It's part of the challenge. So obviously everyone has heard of NFTs by now, but still how exactly this is going to work, what the lifetime royalties are, how the contract is going to look like, how the social token will look like, what are athletes comfortable with, because we're going to host votes where the fans decide ultimately what they do, like on certain questions. And then with the value, you know, that the value in crypto is changing and that's the reality. And, you know, sometimes you sign a kind of a contract with a certain value in the USD of crypto and you fix the price at that day and then it can be more or less so like kind of explaining all of these details is part of the journey so generally the space is very receptive but then sometimes it comes you know the devil is in the details so it comes to smaller things that we kind of try to explain with other examples try to show how other companies work and convinced that this is actually pretty amazing to have royalties, for example, on every sale of the NFT forever and things like that. And, you know, how valuable the stars token of that star and so on. So we have really great people working on our team and also for some other athletes, we negotiate on behalf of the Anamaka brands so that these IP rights can be shared with, with various projects. And they have projects that are have been along for some time and where it's a bit easier to explain. Is there a particular athlete or two that's become a BFF where they're just super pumped about what you're doing with the ecosystem and what you're creating that you could sort of speak to? Josh may be asking, how many steps away are you from Tom Brady? I'm not sure, but <laughs> that usually comes up in an episode. Yeah, 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 <laughs> for sure. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm not going to tell it, though, on which athlete based on Ada's background, but we'll let her answer that. I come from Lithuania. We have a strong <laughs> background in basketball. So I spent my childhood watching NBA games at nighttime because it was night. It was such a big thing and everyone was talking about that in school so obviously well like when i was watching the last dance this was so amazing to see all the history unfolding so i'm excited about the basketball players we saw for example we have worked with a number of mma fighters and also some woman power so the latest auction of rose namayunas an mma fighter <laughs> That's my prediction. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Went really great. And she's herself and her managers are excited about what we're doing and about the space and gets involved a lot. So this is really cool when we have people like that on board. Yeah, Rose is a badass. I just have a feeling that her opponents are like literally crying the night before each of their fights with her. (laughs) She's a tornado. So tell us a little bit more about the actual star tokens and what they are and how users can engage with them. Are those related to the perks that you were talking about that can be staked for? Like, can you go into that in a little bit more detail for us? Yeah, sure. It's a new project, so we haven't released any star tokens yet, but it will work as a kind of token of a personal athlete. And the holders of that token can do various things. So they can vote 
on certain decisions and vote is also gonna work like staking a token so if a user is voting they will get part of the reward pool that is associated with that vote and also even more tokens if they guess what the outcome is going to be like we want to involve the community we want them to talk about the the votes you know to get the feeling to build a reputation what we often see in our organizations that so many people are following someone who has built a reputation over time and just following their decisions their knowledge their expertise so we want to do that and then there're going to be various polls, lotteries, questionnaires where the same owning the token, you can enter those and qualify to get some prizes. And especially for the star tokens, we have really amazing prizes that really include this direct interaction with the star because this is what this is all about. You know, we want to make sure that kind of fans have an influence on the stars and we believe that Ultimately, many stars and brands are going to be interacting with their fan base in this way. I think that everything is going to that direction. We'll see whether that's on blockchain or not, but obviously it's a super cool technology for that to verify the votes, to kind of have a decentralized organization. I think we're going to launch the first star tokens in the upcoming 1 to 2 months. Uh, that's that's, that's exciting. And is there a consideration to sort of egalitarianism in terms of folks that maybe don't have as much disposable income to stake or on their favorite stars being able to participate? How have you sort of tried to balance that with sort of also recognizing, you know, super fans that are willing to sort of put their life savings into meeting, for example, Tom Brady or, or someone like that? So what's been your thinking on that balancing act? When designing the voting mechanisms, we were thinking about kind of the maximum amount of tokens that you can stay to vote. And it's more about the number of people who can participate in the vote. That's also going to be limited to have some gamification elements there. But basically, even holding a smaller amount of tokens, you will be able to cast your vote and to be heard. We don't want someone holding a lot of tokens to actually always decide in the outcome because this is kind of boring for for everyone. Yeah, and of course we will see. I mean, we like everything in the blockchain space, uh, it's quite often you do things for the first time, right? That's the interesting part of it. And then we're ready to adapt to see how the audience reacts, what happens, what our user base likes. So we did the polls on the NFT designs. We asked what designs people like most and we want to slowly transition to more and more DAO elements in the whole NFT ecosystem that we're building. We are opening applications for athletes so athletes will be able to apply themselves to be on Limpo and then we want to let the community vote what they want to whom they want to see next. Maybe in the future even crowdfund for some IP rights that they're super excited about and then have also community designers to design the NFTs. So we're going to be slowly transitioning to that because we think that the biggest power is the power of the community. Totally. I think what's so interesting about what you've shared with us is just this, the elements of traditional lean startup philosophy 
that have sort of been accelerated by blockchain technology and, and what's going on in the NFT space. I mean, Jeff and I were doing lean startup events together a decade ago. And you might iterate on your company, you know, in a meaningful way every few months. And that's really aggressive, right? But with the way technology has advanced and the ability to engage your community, you can make some micro decisions by the hour that sort of send you on the right trajectory with this concept. And having the sort of solution at the end of the road isn't so important anymore as it is having that ongoing dialogue with your community and being as responsive as possible. So it's really cool how you're going about sort of not gripping the wheel too tightly here. I must admit it has both <laughs> it has both nice moments and difficulties because um, you know normally when you just create a product you're there sitting with your team and okay if you have delays you just go to the board you say you know what happens no one is kind of you don't have like 10,000 people watching you in the progress. <laughs> and in crypto, it's so really like you have to deliver on the promise, but sometimes maybe you actually have to test more or do something else. So there has been, I mean, I've felt a lot of pressure given the fact that there is a, a community around and they're super curious and watching our every step and ready to say what they're thinking. And at the same time, it's someone... These are the people who are supporting us and who kept on believing. And like they, we have community members who have also been around since the beginning of 2018. It's both. And obviously, if the token is doing good, if things are running really smooth, then everyone is happy. And <laughs> during the crypto winter, not too many people are happy. <laughs> so there are a lot of emotions in that space. Seasonal, and- seasonal affective disorder, they call it. We're going to make sure that you hook up with Roman and get a Dino Monk because when you're having these difficult days, you can go on their Discord and participate in a mental wellness session that is redeemable oh. from your Dino Monk. So that's um, perfect. Let's yeah. hope Dino Monks don't hibernate during crypto winter or something. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some indications there were some members. special something special going on for Halloween with those. Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, the, the community side of it is so important. I was actually at a talk this morning by this guy, Alex Sheen, who talks about, he actually runs a nonprofit called Because I Said I Would, which is really just all about keeping promises and how important that is and, and how we've lost that a bit in the age of technology and things moving so quickly with overcommitment and things of that nature. But I wanted to ask, you know, back on the topic of the greatest of all time drops and all these fun things you have going on, have you looked like into like historical figures at the historical goats? And are you anything on the horizon from that context, maybe past greats like the Muhammad Ali's of the world or, you know, these types of characters? We have looked at some sports legends and we hope we'll be able to announce something soon but like it's always you know like i don't want to overpromise and i don't want to name names right now but there are names you know that we've known forever and they're still active in the space and there's just this emotion that is attached to whatever a famous football basketball player fighter and i think it's nft is is also a great way to continue engaging with a fan base for for these stars who are not even well, I, it's funny that one of the things that we haven't seen as much of in this realm of kind of digital collectibles via NFTs is that nostalgic kind of throwback that when you think of 
collectible cards or you know collectible figurines and things like that it's really in most cases rooted in these historical kind of sports legends or other people of this ilk not so much the latest stars that are are you know coming and making an impact today but nfts it's been the opposite we've really started with the new stuff whether it's new music or new moments with nba top shots like the latest and greatest and i feel like we haven't we haven't seen a major impact of where where fans you know, true kind of nostalgia really influences them. So um, I'm excited to see, maybe you guys will have a deep impact in that category. Yeah. You know, I think about Larry Bird, you know, and how cool it would be to do something with him and the basketball world. And I ran into Chuck Liddell at an event. And I think what you're saying at is so true. Like the energy I felt toward this man that I'd seen knock out so many people and sort of really paved the way in the MMA fighting world, UFC in particular, it's totally a different experience. And if you can channel that for fans, that's very special what you're doing. So I want to take a minute and go back to some ongoing auctions and upcoming NFTs to be launched. What other launches are on the horizon for y'all? So we're running our auctions until September 20th. Every uh, few days, we announce a new athlete. They're earning both on the Binance NFT marketplace and others on the OpenSea. So this is kind of uh, an ongoing effort that is uh, happening. And at the same time, we're working on new pools on our NFT minting platform. So we're really looking forward to launch an esports pool. We'll see how quick we can be on that. But that's definitely the audience that is excited both about gaming and a crypto and collectibles and some people who kind of are natural fit for that. And this is going to be the first thing. And then we're working with various partners, um, joint NFTs. So that could be something that can actually already, we did a cooperation with another Animaka's um, company and game Rev Racing. So in this case, We've heard of them. Um, yeah, in this case, uh, you know, our users, were able to get the key to the car and then get the car and go and actually play. So this way we can deliver our promise to have NFTs and play to earn games earlier than our own games are around. And we're looking into doing more with Sandbox and a few more projects. So these are kind of the next things on our own map. Did you actually race your limpo car? That game was hard. Let's try that. It was super hard, <laughs> but fun. Yeah, I tried a few times, but I admit I have to get better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need some extra hardware for that one. Like some of the gamers had the steering wheels and gas and brakes and everything set up. Right? I feel like that had to have been a requirement to really, you know, kick ass at this game. There has to be some work invested in that. I know my, yes. my co-founder, Tad, is here. Started racing on, I think, F- F1 Delta last autumn. In the end, putting a team and <laughs> and putting the players together and sharing the resources. So I think you kind of cooperation is a key also. We had a car in that game as well. The edge of NFT race car. Ours was sort of pink and really cool, but I'm sure yours was awesome as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Limpo cars were nice. And now we're going to do some more with Rev also on some special cars and just adding some of the IP rights that we have to transferring to the, their game and to their fans as well. That's awesome. So excited about everything that you guys are doing and we'll definitely keep an eye on it. 
taking a step back and looking at sort of the NFT ecosystem as a whole, what excites you in terms of what's existing or hasn't yet been formed as game changers in the next wave of NFTs outside of your current project and sort of your current partners? There is kind of general agreement that it's hard to price the NFTs and various kind of tools to do that. There are also various, what I'm excited about, various ways to utilize the NFTs further, either, you know, owning a part of an NFT, wrapping for a certain period of time, putting NFTs, you know, NFT as a loan and kind of ensuring, stabilizing for part of the price. So like, it's okay, we all get a lot of pictures. There were the, our ownership of that is registered on blockchain. And this is kind of a cool thing. But for me, the question is like, what's next? You know, what can we do with this asset class that emerged? And that is huge. And we saw NFTs, you know, being sold for millions. And, you know, so many people in the space have tried this out and own NFTs. And like, how do we work with this as an asset? And what kind of DeFi elements maybe we can bring to that. So that's generally something that is, for me, very interesting to see. And there are like so many great concepts and people are trying out. I feel there is so much creativity now being put into that. And I hope that great products will come out of that. We appreciate you sharing so much about Limpo. For all our listeners, check it out. It's so cool. There's so many really fun elements here. And Rose Nama Yunus, that ends today. So by the time you hear this, it will be over, but he's crossed that $15,000 threshold into the next level, I think, right? And I think there's just a couple hours left in that one, but I'm a huge fan of her. So, Hi there. Let me interrupt one sec with a special secret. Here at Edge of NFT, we want to loop you in on the best kept secrets in NFT right now. So this might be the first time you've heard of it, but you need to know about Koi, especially if you are a creator or even if you're just a supporter of groundbreaking projects. You need to dive into Koi ASAP and you can do so absolutely for free. Here is the best way. Go to edgeofnft.com slash Koi. That's edgeofnft.com slash K-O-I-I, two I's. There you can find out how to install the Finichrome plugin, publish your first 50 NFTs for free, and start earning koi whenever anyone visits your NFTs. Imagine a world where sites like Facebook and Instagram would allow creators to earn every time their posts are viewed. This is what koi is built to support. Plus, koi is built to scale globally without killing the planet. Go to edgeofnft.com slash koi, install the Finichrome plugin right now, publish your first 50 NFTs for free, and start earning koi today. Next segment here is Edge Quick Hitters. They are a fun, quick way to get to know you a little better. Um, We have 10 questions and we're looking for short, single word or few word responses, but feel free to expand if you get the urge. You ready to to dive in, Ada? Yes, let's try this out. Okay. Question number one. What is the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? Some sweets. Must have been uh, something I got from the pocket money. Probably something really strange that makes your tongue blue and <laughs> nice. has different stickers and whatever comes with that thing. <laughs> Question number two. What is the first thing you remember ever selling in your life? I don't remember this 
white exactly, but there must be some piece of furniture. So I left my home country when I was 18. And since then, I lived in eight different countries and I was moving all the time basically. And every time I would get a lot of furniture for my new apartment or things. And then before leaving, I tried to sell some off. So probably something in that area. (laughs) And then you realized that furnished rentals were the way to go, right? (laughs) It's a bit difficult in some countries. In in Germany and in Belgium, the kind of, you don't have that many furnished cool apartments to rent. So these are the countries where I had to get some furniture actually. Question number three, what is the most recent thing you purchased? I got the loan and could purchase an apartment. Question number four, what is the most recent thing you sold? Most recent thing I sold is an NFT. I was happy with the price I could get for that. And I was like, oh, this is so exciting. (laughs) When I saw, oh, someone bought it. Like, who could that be? Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's valued. So, um, yeah, so I turned from, you know, only collector to also uh, someone who trades in this space. So that was cool. Would you be willing to share with us the type of NFT? It is actually one of the Limpo NFTs. I do, I believe in the project. I try to do my best. I see, you know, how the things look like. And uh, yeah, yeah, I could purchase one NFT and then sell it. So amazing. Yeah. Lots of fun. Question number five, what is your most prized possession? Well, you know, I was thinking, what is my most valuable possession? And it's this ring. I don't know if you can see it really well. It's not very expensive. So it's actually, it's a ring that is about 150 years old. And it's bought by my great-grandfather. He left Lithuania and went to the U.S. in 19th century to work. He worked as a, you know, laborer in a ship. And he made some money and he bought this ring for his future wife. He didn't know who his future wife is going to be. And then he returned to Lithuania and met my great grandmother. And, you know, it's part of who I am. So I think if I lost this, I would be very, very sad. And all the other things that can be replaced by that's not like I try to not get too attached to kind of stuff too much because we can lose everything in a day. Question number six, if you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical, service, and experience that's currently for sale, what would that be? I'm an art fan and I'm so excited about paintings of around 16th century. This is where a lot of innovation uh, came into the art space. And I used to go to museums for so many years and I can only look at them and I really want to touch the picture. And if I could have, I don't know, a Flemish painting from this time and also something that remained valuable for years, well, I don't think there are any Rembrandts for sales. I would settle for something even less famous, but I think this is something that would just be the most amazing experience for me to have it and not a big house with a yacht so maybe <laughs> question number seven if you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation what would that be i think uh curiosity yeah i did a lot of things i'm so curious about so many things there's so many more things to do and kind of this drives me forward learning about new things do you have like a list of things that you operate off of or is it really driven just, you know, internally and by the opportunity? I just see what comes 
up. So like the recent years, I've spent a lot of time on cosmology and physics, and it's something I haven't learned too much at school. And when I discovered that, I was like, wow, there's so much happening, so much to learn. And it just really makes you realize that the reality is nothing what we think of it. And knowing that, I think we can be just more relaxed about everything, about our own viewpoint, about, well, anything, anyway, nothing is like it seems to be. So why argue about that, you know? And I think the kind of the real reality is something very, very strange. And I'm curious to know what that is. So yeah, that's my latest passion. Question number eight. If you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would that be? I find myself very impatient sometimes giving birth to a child. And I have a son who is almost three years old now. And you just need so much patience with a child. Yeah, you so got to work I, on your patience. Yeah, I think that improved a lot. But still, I think sometimes I shouldn't push so hard. Question number nine. What did you do just before joining us on the podcast? Oh, I was working and having lunch. So I had some green Thai curry with tofu. Was mm, very nice. delicious. Question number 10. What are you going to do next after the podcast? Yeah, actually, my babysitter is going to be back with my son, Leonidas. So we're going to go and um, have some fun. That was Edge Quick Hitters. Thanks so much for playing with us and, uh, and sharing some of your insights. We appreciate it. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Great Good job. On to so, hot topics? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hit some hot topics. All right, let's get the first one here. NFTs boom anew as Dogcoin becomes $550 million asset overnight. The Dogcoin, a fraction of the non-fungible token depicting the famous Doge meme, has doubled in value in less than 24 hours of trading. According to CoinGecko data, that makes it one of the most valuable NFTs yet. I'm just wondering... When are dog coin and NFT stuff going to get old? I mean, let's, you know, a hundred years from now, is it one, you know, this trope can only last for so long. Am I right? (laughs) There's so many iterations of like Doge. And I mean, not just like in the meme coin world, which really Doge is, even though it's a huge coin, right? It's community driven, but, but they're fractionalizing the image of it. And then that's becoming super valuable as, as a result. I can't imagine that anybody really felt like it would have the legs and the staying power that it has, you know, like three years ago, right? Like, it's amazing. It's it's crazy how it just continues and evolves and positioned itself in the NFT and crypto, you know, ecosystem, like forever. I don't did, know. Did I tell you guys my theory about cats? I feel like cats at some point somehow discovered a time machine, maybe in the future, I guess it happened. And they yeah. came back and helped us create the internet so that we could popularize cat videos, Right. Who thought about cat videos, you know, except for like maybe America's Funniest Home Videos or something. They just became huge on the internet, right? This must be the dogs shortly afterward getting a time machine and coming back and sort of supplanting what's going on. That's my theory. I can't wait to see Vitalik's quote on this because like, here's this very technical, serious guy that's invented Ethereum for all these different amazing game-changing things. And this is what folks want to do and talk about. And he seems to be kind of just rolling with it now. And he's like, look, whatever builds the ecosystem and sort of shows people the different use cases. Sure. Why not? Let's do it. Yeah. We have to, we can't forget the fun, right? Like 
and so much of this is about fun. There's a lot of like really cool functional things that are coming that are game changing. They'll impact everybody's lives in some cases in, in very mundane ways, but still impactful and meaningful. But the fun element, the community element of all of this is what I think makes it so exciting. Important to hold on to that. All right. Should we hit the next hot topic? Yeah. Let's do it. One Inch Network sponsors crypto theme animated NFT series. Decentralized exchange aggregator One Inch has partnered with an animated series that pokes fun at startups in a Silicon Valley-like setting. Friday announcement, One Inch said it would be sponsoring the non-fungible token or NFT series Take My Muffin, in addition to providing its technical expertise for the show and introducing team members to projects in the decentralized finance or DeFi space. So this is like right on the heels of what was it called? Was it called Silicon Valley? I actually never got a chance to watch that show. It was like a Netflix oh, show or something like that. Good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Missed out, man. I love that show. That was the best. It's really fun. I just recently was thinking of a project with a friend of mine to just watch everything again because mm. it just gets funnier with time when you already know. And yeah, so much, you know, I founded my startup some time ago and like, so many situations are kind of real. Of course, they're pumped because it's like in Silicon Valley and because it's a show. But yeah, so much truth about that. So I think we could expect something good coming out of, I don't know, NFT or Meta. Definitely. I mean, a metaverse or something. Well, like I mean, that. if NFTs are involved, we are always talking about how there's so much branding and IP, you know, here, like characters and storylines and, and how much of a role that plays in things. So definitely there's a role here. Maybe community could decide on what happens next, you know, but then it's boring to watch the show. So like somehow we have to separate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Cool to see NFT characters come to life or characters to become NFTs and then the interaction of that. It's something that, we, that we've heard folks talk about a lot so far, but we haven't really seen an action beyond the gaming space. So mm -hmm. cool to see it in like traditional media and I'll be keeping an eye on Take My Muffin. Well, and also like the community deciding what happens next doesn't have to be boring. This actually came up on a previous episode. We were just referring to the three of us being involved in improv a little bit, right? And this idea that, you know, the audience comes up with ideas for whoever's improvising. And sometimes, you know, the more awkward or crazy they are, the better it makes things, right? So the audience can have their hand at making it a difficult exercise, right? To implement, you know, <laughs> and that can still remain entertaining, even though they sort of know what's going to happen. Should we hit the next topic? Let's do it. Let's All right. Let's do it. Doja Cat, who we've mentioned here before, part of one of, gets into the NFT game. Only a few months removed from the release of her refreshingly weird third album, Doja Cat has revealed the first three Planet Doja drops, which will go live at noon Eastern time on Wednesday. That's today, though. This is the recording day, so we probably won't hear this until a week later via one of. The music-centric marketplace for eco-friendly NFTs that Quincy Jones helped launch back in May. And, of course, we had on the show recently. They're getting started. One of is they've been sort of in pre-launch mode for a while. You could get on the site and get free kind of poker tokens, NFTs to get in early, get appreciation for being a, I think they call them a zero order participant or something like that. And they're getting started and they're, as you should, they're doing it big with a big star. Lots of cool tie-ins there, similar to some of the things we were talking about before, where we we merge the digital and physical world. And in this case, the, the experience that the Doji Cat brings, like our concert, I think the platinum level tickets give you opportunities to win 
you know, merch, seats at the event, other perks that will be forthcoming and haven't even been defined yet in some cases. Huge fan base already, huge following, and an opportunity to partner with a company like one of that's you know, really trying to change the game in a really meaningful way and expand her reach and reward fans for being loyal and, and participating in her, you know, in her world. So yeah, really neat. Doja Cat was quoted in the article saying, I don't know that much about NFTs, but what I do know is that they can be bad for the environment. But of course, followed that up by saying, and can cost a fortune, but mine won't. And so this, again, is something that one of is highlighting, making NFTs green. I was just in sort of like a closed discussion with tech folks a couple days ago in all different areas. You know, we were talking about climate change and I brought up all these things we're seeing around what we've just been talking about, making things fun, making things gamified in the context of climate change and not to make small the topic. It's a huge topic that we need to deal with. But it's like we were saying, people do, people get into stuff that they find fun, right? It's great to see an entity that has the power, right, to use entertainment, to engage the masses, to also be doing it in a green way so that people can still have their fun and actually be part of something that's that's good for the planet. And, and it's a concern, you know, it's something that came up with some of negotiations of some of the athletes that we had. We're at this point where we're going to definitely move to another chain so we could explain this roadmap but it's a concern for athletes now i have been working a little bit with one art project it's definitely a huge concern for the art world and i know animoca brands has signed the olympic committee and one of the companies and we released the olympic pins as nfts and they also wanted to make sure that it was on flow but they wanted to make sure that it it doesn't have this huge environmental impact. So from my point of view, it's actually one of the kind of biggest questions that we have to solve. And let's see what happens. There's a lot of innovation in this space, but like people care about that. You know? One thing definitely that stands out, you know, within the crypto space in general and NFTs is incentives and motivation. I mean, we're getting an incredible playground around incentives and motivation and having, you know, attempted to run a green project, a composting project when I was living in New York many years ago, I realized that's a lot of what it's about. Like people aren't just going to compost because they heard from you that it's good for the environment and they should, right? They need to have some sort of incentives. Some people will get it, right? But some people have other things they're paying attention to. They have careers, they have other interests. And they need incentives to guide them in the right direction. Yeah, I think we hit it. I think we covered it. And it's been really great having you on. So much fun. And just really big fans of of what you're doing. And really excited to see also where the Animoca brands network and uh, companies that they're continuing to, to work with and evolve intersect with what you're doing. You know, super exciting. It was really great. I enjoyed like talking to all of you and having this nice conversation that we had here. So for our listeners, where should they go to learn more about Limpo and uh, the projects that you have forthcoming as well as yourself? Basically, we can be found on our website, limpo.com. We have communities both on Telegram and Discord. We have a Medium account where we publish a lot and of course, Twitter. I don't tweet that much myself, but I'm on Twitter as well. I might be retweeting. I normally use it as a source of uh, information. So yeah, I can be found there. And then I 
often do Q&As with the community. So people send questions and I am answer them if there is anything they're interested in. And normally, yeah, we just have community managers who are there waiting for new community members and happy to assist you on anything. You know, we heard that we're going to be doing a little giveaway and contest. Wondering if, uh, yeah. if you could give our listeners a little high level background on that. Sure, sure. So we're ready to give away 70 exclusive NFTs for the Edge listeners. Wow. And you will be learning more about how to enter in this campaign and how this is going to be look like, how the process will be at the time when this podcast goes live. All the links are going to be provided there for you. We haven't done many campaigns like that. I think just one campaign so far. So this is going to be something very new and it's exciting that we can provide NFTs for various communities and this is going to be something exceptional and definitely rare. Wow. wow. I feel really fortunate. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Well, keep an eye out on our socials for all the details on that and be a part of something particularly special. So thank you, Agent. Okay. Well, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us and say something awesome. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Want to help co-create Edge of NFT with us? Got guests you want to see on the episode? Questions for hosts or guests? An NFT you'd like us to review? Drop us a line at contact at edgeofnft.com or tweet at us at edgeofnft to get in the mix. Lastly, be sure to tune in next time for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today.